0: Out outside, where's that Wow
1: www.squatscoffee.com. Um, you can also check out the new Monster X Radio website at www.monsterxradio.com. Um, we'll be putting up uh, all things that relate to Monster X Radio, including uh, our soon to be coming uh, Monster X newsletter. With me today is my good friend and fellow Bigfoot researcher Shane Hardcore Corson. Shane, how are you today?
2: doing well gunner doing well glad to be here and uh uh I'm I'm kind of jealous cuz I know you're up uh n- up near Mount Hood uh an area that I I hold dearly
1: <laughs> yeah well that's um I of course we went up uh and uh t- t- did the cosmic uh, uh inner tubing last night at at uh, the meadows there and uh, it was a lot of fun and uh um, of course I was thinking about your encounter and, and stuff there, um, being in that neck of the woods. So, um, didn't see any Bigfoot on the, the right, you know, always got my eyes peeled, but no Bigfoots crossed the road, um, on our trip last night. So I understand that, uh, you were out, uh, investigating, uh, a sighting in uh, our research area. Um, but, yeah.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I I drove down from Washington out to the coast, out to uh, Tillamook Forest, and interviewed uh, along well, along with myself, I had uh, Cindy Cadell there and uh, and Tom Rodhead out of uh, Montana, a good friend of ours. Uh, we uh, Cindy Cadell and I went out and, and uh, spoke with an individual who had a sighting. Back in 2013, in the Tillman worthwhile, uh, cutting wood, he was out, uh, had his chainsaw was out chopping wood, and had his little Chihuahua with him, and he had a little Toyota pickup, and was kind of getting ready to start loading the
1: wood up, put his chainsaw. Are you still there? I think we might have lost Shane. Um, we'll wait for Shane. While we wait for Shane to come back and talk a little bit about uh, our guest today is Kevin Malik. And Kevin is a a, a paranormal investigator, and um, he also looks into pretty much everything that's that's unexplained, and uh, including the subject of Bigfoot. And he actually has had a black sighting. There you are. *Men in, in black. black. I, I had lost just thought to get to the good, the good part <laughs> of the story, <laughs> and, and I got cut uh, out. I'm i, I <laughs> so glad you weren't abducted by aliens.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll continue on real quick before we get our guest on ahead. here. And sorry about sure. that. Uh
1: blog talk.
2: i um, This this guy was, uh, you know, he had been talking wood, and he had his chain talk on the tailgate had his chihuahua with him, and his chihuahua is in, in uh, the driver's seat looking out the window and growling and, and, and uh, acting weird, and he walks over to control the dog and kind of figure out why this dog's acting weird, and, you know, it's peculiar to him, and he sees his dog looking out into the woods, and so he turns around, and about, oh, you know, 30 yards away, he sees uh, this huge figure behind the tree, and it's peeking back and forth. He said it peeked out of the tree about three three or four times, roughly, uh, it was dark black, had long hairy head, uh, and it was looking at him. And he he just kind of stood there staring at it for, he said it seemed like forever, but it was really you know mere seconds. And once this thing I he, he figures had got seen, he figured out it was it was you know he had laid eyes on it. It it, it uh, typically went up the hill, turned around and went up the hill, a pretty steep hill and disappeared. Uh, we went out there and he, he estimated, I went back and kind of stood behind this, this, uh, tree. It had a snag next to it. So basically, uh, the Sasquatch, if that's what it was was behind a snag, but a really thick one next to an old growth tree. And, uh, this thing was you know, roughly about seven and a half feet tall. We were estimating, with me standing there and I'm about six foot and I had a notepad and I had that above my head. And so he, uh, left the wood there threw his chainsaw in and drove off and got out of there um, that was back in May of 2013 and we were the first people he had uh, other than a few friends he was ever told and the first time he'd been back there in since 2013 and it was it was it was kind of neat to be there uh, listening to him because you'd see uh, it coming back and you could almost see the hair staying up on his arm and his neck so it was a uh, it was it was interesting it was an interesting report he he described the face as he said, you know, um, this gentleman's about 48 years old, uh, just throwing uh-huh. that dinner because he was talking about the description of the face, and he said it, it, it looked kind of like Planet of the Apes, uh, the, the original version, uh, no hair around the face, kind of a, he said, not a not a real pointy nose, but not a real flat nose, and uh, so uh, that was his general description, kind of long black hair, long arms, uh, big big body. He saw basically before it came off the tree and went up the hill, what he was seeing originally was a head, a shoulder, uh, basically like half the body uh, coming, you know, behind this tree. Um, he said its its face had a look of puzzlement, like, uh, you know, who is this guy, what is he doing here, sort of like, you know, not aggressive, but just had a, a look like that. Um, that. That was his impression. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he, he was very... Uh, please don't think I'm crazy. Please don't think I'm crazy. You know? And you know, I, I still wonder if I really saw what I saw. You know? So yeah, he's nothing to gain from this. Um, this was a report. Uh, Cliff Berrickman passed down to Cindy and I, uh, you know, Cliff, Cliff Berrickman of Portland and also finding Bigfoot, he passed it on to us because he knows that this is one of the areas of interest for us. And uh, he found the guy to be sincere and uh, whatnot. And you know, this guy really didn't know who to go to. So, uh, he went to Cliff and was very thankful that we had come out and would even give him the time of day. So uh, found him to be very genuine and honest, and I do believe he saw something. And it was it was a good report uh, from uh, from you know an average guy just out there doing you know chopping some wood. Well, he was.
1: Didn't you say he he frequented that area um, quite a bit before that that incident?
2: This will be his 18th year going out. I mean, he's been going out to the Tule Forest, and uh, he, he, you know, he he's been all over the forest out there. I mean, he, he does a lot of uh, fishing, uh, a lot of ATV riding. He does a lot of different stuff out there. So he's been going out there for. He said this will be his 18th year, kind of being out in that area, and he had never seen anything, you know. And uh, it was funny because we, we we all know there's bears out there. I've I've seen loads of bear scat. And I've seen bear impressions. I personally never seen a bear out there, but uh, this guy said the same thing. Uh, he said I've never seen. I know there's bear out here. You know he's he's an elk hunter. That's what he does. He's an elk hunter, and he's like I've never seen a bear out here in, in this forest. You know I know there's bear out here, and I, I kind of threw that in there because he was just like I just can't you know I can't believe these things are real. Why you know why haven't we? Why isn't there a body? And, and the usual questions, and and so I threw this in there. I threw the bear question. I said Have you ever seen a bear out here? He's like, No. I said Well think about the thing that's probably rarer than a bear. I mean, that's you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, he kind of sat back and goes, well, that, that's, you make a good point. Um, but still, uh, he had lots of questions, but he still, he, he, he knows what he saw without knowing what he saw. And, uh, you know, he still questions himself because he just doesn't think it should be there. He just he couldn't figure it out in his head. Uh, and if, like I said, the first time he'd been back in that, that area, since 2013 it was almost like he wanted someone to go back up there with him uh, that he did not want to go by himself but he wanted to tell somebody and we were fortunate uh, to because uh, uh, it w- is very close to our research area it was very fortunate that we got a chance to talk with him because I asked him I said hey have you ever had anybody else out here have had a sighting do you know anybody else that's had a sighting out here and he said no I never even crossed my mind and you know it, and he uh he said, you know, he was out there camping, and when he got back to his camp, you know, um, you know, after leaving the wood behind, people had a question for me on you know, what's going on. And he, uh, you know, he said, you know, he didn't really want to talk about it. He said, you don't want to know, and he really didn't tell anybody for quite a while. So, great report and a great individual, and I, I hope to, uh, take his his brain a little bit more because the area is is pretty unique little area. It's a, it's a higher elevation and this sign was in May, and there was sign of elk and everything in this area. It was, it's just a really um, appealing area, uh, and, and Gunnar, you will have to see it. Hmm. I'm, I'm
1: jumping at the bit now that uh, uh, I'm always fascinated the, the area that, that, you know, as our research area does have a quite a history of reports, but every once in a while another one pops
2: he had a sign back in 2013 and had not been logged in many, many, many years. And he wasn't sure if this thing had, you know, he, he had no idea how long it had been there. If It just showed up. You know, mm-hmm. so if, it, if it was there, it had been watching him for quite a while. because He had cut up quite a bit of wood. you know. And In fact, hmm. there was two pieces uh, of wood there that, uh, that he claimed that he had cut and it was still there. And there was wood there that looked like a chain. Well, I mean, a chainsaw had chopped it. And he claimed that yeah. it was his and it made sense uh, exactly how he laid out the story. Uh, so, I mean, uh, if he was a um, lying or trying to pull one over, it'd be, I mean, he really didn't get anything out of it. I mean, he just looked, he looked shook up. And his story made a lot of sense and it matched up. You know, he's one of the more credible witnesses I've come across in a while. And, uh, you know, not just the game uh, and, you know, other than maybe, uh, you know, if it's the story is true and everything, maybe he, Maybe just an ear and a shoulder,
1: <laughs> someone to listen to. Them. Right. Yeah, some kind of validation. I mean, it's interesting as how many times people that that, in context especially, or just thought of it, you know, as a something that uh, was just like a joke or or just a a, a legend, and all of a sudden it yeah. you know steps steps out in front of you, and that's pretty. I can imagine that's pretty much of a a shock to your system. Um, I've heard that over and over from, from witnesses that, you know, I um, didn't know how to take it. I don't know what to do with the information and, and they have a hard time um, sharing with people because a lot of times people are concerned about uh, the reaction of, of their friends and family thinking that they're, they're crazy or, you know, something's wrong with them. What have you been smoking? You know, that kind of, so. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that, well, that's, that sort of stuff
2: that's, happens time, time and time yeah. again. I mean, but it, fortunately, uh, you do get these people that do come forward every once in a while. I mean, this happened back in 2013, and here we are in uh, 2017. Uh, so it, right. it took that many years for him to actually, and he just reached out to Cliff uh, via Cliff's website. Uh, you know, and he wasn't looking to be on a show or anything. He just, uh, he knew nothing about Bigfoot, you know, and, and here you go. Mm-hmm. This is the show, find, you know, the show Finding Bigfoot. Uh, I did not ask him, actually, if, if, if anything had, you know, with him reach out to Clip, it had to do with the show on the Internet and finding sites. Uh, I did not ask mm-hmm. him. Uh, but I, I imagine that it probably had
1: something to do maybe with the show. And so uh, kudos to that. hmm Again, that's, it's, it's cool that, it, you know, that he was able to find somebody that that uh, he could talk to and, and share the experience with that was with wasn't going to judge him and think that he was nuts. So, um, Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty common. With, yeah. So, our guest today is Kevin Malik, and uh, let's go ahead and bring him on.
2: I'll bring Kevin on. Kevin, uh, here? Hello, Kevin. Yeah, Are I can you there? Hear you. Can you
1: here? Hey, oh, yeah. Kevin. Great. Welcome to Monster X Radio. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a background for the Monstrous sure. listeners.
2: Sure. Uh, I'm the founder of the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. I'm a paranormal historian and a paranormal investigator. I'm also a ufologist with the UFO Wisconsin research team. I'm a writer for Supernatural magazine. And I'm one of the hosts, along with my wife, Uh, Parabersal Universe on the Inception Radio Network, Friday nights at 10 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks for letting me plug that. Uh, And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we cover eight categories of the unknown and unexplained here in northern Wisconsin. And, of course, cryptozoology is one of them. And uh, my experience, my Bigfoot experience, was actually the catalyst, uh, which and turned, uh, started the gears for the society, so to speak. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of Bigfoot reports. Uh, we get some, but I think the BFRO gets the bulk of them, I would say. Uh, same thing with Mufon. Uh, at the UFO reports, we don't get as many as we do, like, the ghosts and haunted places and stuff, but, uh, we do get some once in a while, you know, and, uh, anything we get, of course, the, uh, ufo wisconsin research in so that's a little bit about me yeah so you're, you're citing. that you're kind of uh, uh catapulted you into into this field or i mean was were you kind of interested in the paranormal uh, uh cryptid world beforehand well growing up my mother uh, both my parents were very open-minded people and so in my family spirits are real ufo is real Bigfoot, real. It's all like anything unknown could be, okay. Uh, and my mother had this wonderful library on books of the unknown and unexplained. And uh, so for me, I, I always was interested in that. Now, uh, I before my Bigfoot experience, I did have a couple UFO experiences, so I knew UFOs are real. But I hadn't experienced uh, ghosts or Bigfoot the other two major uh, you know, I guess the fields or whatever uh, genres. Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, so when the, the Bigfoot experience happened and the fact that I had somebody with me who saw the same thing in daylight, uh, I was able to say to myself, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I I now know UFOs are real and now I know Bigfoot's real. Like I don't have to wonder about this anymore. This just happened. Like, you know, uh there's more you know there is more to this unexplained stuff and what i did at that point was i thought well you know uh i i i do have some knowledge and interest in the paranormal and uh now i have dedication because i know these things are, are more real than i had thought previously and uh so i went to join uh i went to find a group i could join and i couldn't find one there was nothing up here so that's when i decided well there needs to be one up here and uh, so, uh, you know, put in motion the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society Limited. Well, at the time, it was just, you know, it wasn't limited at the time. It was just Northern Wisconsin. Actually, we started out as the Northwest Paranormal Resource Center or the Northwest Paranormal uh, <laughs> um, Paranormal Society, but we changed our name uh, a couple years into it after we found out someone else had the same name. But Gotcha. Anyway, yeah. So... so- but Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin's, um, I know that they do get uh, a fair amount of Bigfoot reports, uh, not as many as some places, but I know Wisconsin is known for, uh, you know, reports of Dogman. I mean, do you, do you get reports of that, you know I mean, uh, of that nature or anything like that? So not too often. Uh, when we very first started out, we had a guy from Harsha. Uh, he had... Uh, reported uh, a, a wolf track the of a dinner plate. And that's huge. I mean, that's impressive. And I'll tell you, uh, I don't count this as old, uh, a paranormal encounter, per se, but I had an experience one morning. It was like 3 in the morning, and it was on a long stretch between two towns, and it was really desolate. In fact, it was a, a bypass that I had just gone through, so there were no businesses built up, no housing. It was just you know, highway straight through wilderness, and uh, right in front of me, across in front of the highway, it was uh, it was the size of a deer, but it had a wolf's head, and and the head was really prominent. Like I could really tell, it was it was actually like a German Shepherd kind of head with the ears sticking up, but the body it was huge. Now it wasn't on twos, so uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to call it Dogman, but I will <clears> say it's bigger than any wolf that uh it, it was way bigger than any wolf that I knew was up here in Wisconsin, and I'm from Wisconsin mm-hmm. I you mean, raised in Wisconsin, so you know i uh so if this thing would have stood up on two legs, I wouldn't have been surprisingless to say, but yeah, I mean that that was huge, and so yeah, was that was you had I don't know, uh but still i I'm sorry uh, any wolf the size of a small gear uh is impressive, I mean, like I said when mm-hmm. I've been, the very first second I saw it, I thought a deer. And then I noticed the head and that it was walking or traversing differently than, you know, like the legs were moving slightly different than a, a deer would. More like a, a wolf, you know. And I realized it was a wolf. And by then it had crushed the highway and, and was gone. And but damn, that was a big wolf. So, but yeah, we have a lot of dogmen. I mean, dogmen, uh, if you're in Wisconsin, you've heard of dogman before. There's no doubt. Right, right. You know, Linda Godfrey, you know, is well known in The Beast beast of Bray Road. Road. Yeah, and she's uh, in the southern part of the state, and, uh, you know, she she definitely uh, probably gets the majority of the reports in the state as far as dogmen. I would definitely say she's the most – to me, she's the most prominent researcher on the the phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kevin, you – can you describe – I'd like to get into to your sighting. I know it was fairly brief, but can you describe, you know, uh, the events leading up to what you saw, and then uh, you can that can lead right into, uh, you know, I mean, can you describe the time of day, um, the time of year, and then you know what we're doing exactly, um, as I believe there's two of you, and then you know get right into kind of uh, what 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 you saw. Sure. I know you've read the report, so um, I'll be uh, as extensive as possible. And if there's anything you guys wish to ask along the way, just let me know. Uh, So it was the middle of summer. It was the hottest day of the year, incidentally. I should say, uh, not incidentally. Um, This may tie into this. It was. I think it was 104 that day. Was was uh, as hot as it got, and. It was a Saturday morning, it was about 10, 10.30, and me and a buddy of mine, uh, we had the windows down, the sunroof going, you know, shirts off, I, I think we were in Bermuda shorts, you know, it was just real hot already at that point, and uh, we had some time to kill, we had like a, a half hour or whatever to kill, and he's like, you know, what do you want to do, and I'm like, well, you know, right, right outside of Rylander, where we were at, I said, have you ever seen the world's tallest freestanding, or um, not freestanding, but the world's tallest antenna structure. It was a a cable antenna that goes up really long ways, like over 1,000 feet tall. The wires stretching from it go out for miles. Uh, It's in the Guinness Book of World Records uh, because it's the TV tower for NBC for northern Wisconsin and the upper peninsula of Michigan. That's why it was so big. It needed to cover all that area. And so, anyways, I'm like, have you ever seen this before? It's really cool. I mean, it's really good. And he's like, no. So, I'm like, well, you know, why don't we go out there and check it out? And then by the time we get back, you know, we'll be ready. like, yeah, okay. So, we drove out there, and we got to Starks, which is like maybe 15 minutes out of of Rylander, 15, no more than 20 minutes if you're driving slow. Uh, So, we get there, and we check out the tower, and it's impressive and interesting. And our experience happened on the way back. And to know my buddy Mike, uh, we're both in our you know, early 20s when this happened. Uh, he had a, a red neon car, and You always zoom around in it, and you always drill fast, and I was always afraid that we were going to die driving with him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he was he was driving down the, the county road that connects the island to the state, is County seat, mm-hmm. And Uh, He came around a corner. It wasn't a sharp corner, but it was a corner, you know, going, you know, doing 70 miles an hour at this corner, and there's a straight stretch after this corner. And we come around this corner, this bend in the road. I'll just call it a bend in the road. And here we see this this person coming up on the shoulder, and he starts to cross the road. And my first thought is this must be a a tall, hunched-over old man carrying two five-gallon buckets. And I say the buckets because they were swinging from side to side, like he was carrying two five-gallon buckets full of something. They were swinging as he was walking. And I nudged my body and go, hey, look, it's Bigfoot, you know, joking because it was walking like a Bigfoot. But by the time I had crossed the highway and had gone back down up, in the woods, in the foliage, where it disappeared. Uh, We could see that it wasn't an old man carrying two five-gallon buckets. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it was completely brown, paddling brown, and uh, the five-gallon buckets were its forearms swinging. The arms went almost all the way to the ground and across the highway in, like, four or five steps. Uh-huh. Strides. It was striding. It was going somewhere. It had a purpose. It was, It was. you know, uh, mm-hmm. whoever, whatever, it was going somewhere. And across in front of us, went in the woods and gone. And my buddy stops the car right where it crossed. I didn't even have to say anything to him. He just naturally stopped the car because what we saw was just so bizarre. And we look in the woods, and there's nothing moving around. Now, the undergrowth that comes up to these county roads in Wisconsin is is, it's not like walking in the center of the woods where there's no undergrowth because of the tall trees. Because there's sunlight, you can get some of the smaller brush and stuff. So that's kind of mixed in, you know. And uh, I kind of expected to see a trail or a driveway or something man-made and an old man carrying two gallon buckets. And then I could say to myself, oh, for a minute there I thought it was a Bigfoot, you know. But, no, there was nothing. There was nothing man-made. It was completely woods, and there was nothing rustling around. Even if it had been a person carrying something like that, they wouldn't be crashing through the foliage. They would not have been able to, to get far enough to where we couldn't see them anymore. Just gone. Like, and my thought was it must have gone on all fours and dropped to the ground and was hiding because we're not seeing anything. It's just gone. And my body looks over at me and goes, do you want to go in there after it? And I'm like, are you crazy? Do you see how big it was? It will kill us, you know. Uh, so that was the encounter, you know, um, mm-hmm. all the way home. We talked to each other about it, trying to, you know, what the hell did we get to see? And we went through everything. It's like, well, you could be a bear. And we thought, well, no, um, bears walk like Frankenstein when they walk. <laughs> you know, I mean, their arms are out. and they're uh, This thing was striding. Its arms were swinging. And the arms, like I said, they went to almost the ground. We thought, okay, well, it wasn't a bear. I mean, we would have saw the bear. I mean, as fast as we came up on it and stopped the car, and, okay. But we thought, well, it could be a hoax. And we thought, man, it was so hot out. It was so hot out. We thought the one day of the year, the one time, I, I just, you know, the odds on that were like, no, it, it wasn't a hoax. Somebody, I mean... We've all heard the stories about the guys, the guy that played Chewbacca, you know, in Star Wars and how he would sweat profusely and it was so horrible. And now we're talking about 104 degree heat, you know, all, yeah. and it was a sudden day. I mean, we got home and we looked at a map and we saw that the direction of whatever this was, which we call a Bigfoot, I mean, that's what it was walking like, that's what it looked like, that's what we saw, you know, it was going towards. Uh, a water, a source of water. In fact, it was it was headed right for uh, 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 the waterway that was that kind of runs parallel for part of it. There's like a, a stream that at one point it crosses the the highway and it, and it kind of goes along until it winds out further on. But you could see that it was going for a water source, and you know my thought is that it must have been in distress that it was in a place it normally went to Bend at that time. I think that it was so hot and so miserable that it it, uh, left its area or wherever, wherever, whatever, you know, it was headed for a water source. I had to cool off. It was probably a life and death thing. We were around the corner, probably downwind the wrong way. It didn't smell us. It didn't hear us coming. I took a chance, normally when it went of, and bam, we come around the corner and we see it, you Mm -hmm. know, where it went. I don't know. It could have went spread eagle on the ground, or it could have disappeared. It could have went invisible. It could have walked in a portal. I don't know. All I right. know is that it was there when we saw us and have gone when we got there, and it was the most bizarre thing. And we both saw it. And had I only seen it, I don't think we'd be having this conversation today. Right. But because well, I want let me to ask you a question. Yeah, sure. Let me ask you a question. So is, is, uh, is that temperature, 104, I mean uh, – I'm I'm well used to the heat. Uh, I used to work out in the the desert, Mojave Desert, 104, yeah, and and even in San Diego County, you got to 104. Uh Thank God I'm not de- dealing with that anymore. But in Wisconsin, and forgive me because I don't know, but I don't know I've heard of. Okay, it's right. rare. I mean, we go, yeah. yeah, we'll go years and years without 100 degree heat at all. Okay, I mean it, it was gotcha. hot. It was hot, and and that was and that was the whole thing, and that was yeah. the other part that in my being. Okay, because it's not like I'm just trying to convince everyone else that Bigfoot's out there, okay? It's that I had an experience, and i got to be sure myself of what I saw, you know? And for me to rule out a hoax, I have I mean, I remember how hot it was, and I remember that that day set the record that year. So I know that, uh, like, for anybody to be playing any kind of hoax in that kind of heat uh, it's just, I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see anyone taking that kind of risk or, or especially where it was. And, and, you know, um, I don't know. And if they were, then they picked the hottest day ever, you know, and <laughs> right. then they fooled the hell out of me and my buddy, you know? Um, yeah. What, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, what, what year, what, what, what year was this? This was before Y2K. This had to be uh I would I would say between if you if you look at the weather almanac between 1995 and 2000. Okay, I was just wondering. The reason I'm asked is because I you know with it being that hot, and with what you guys saw, I'm curious to find. I don't, maybe you've done this, maybe not. If if there was uh, a spike in sightings around that time, or there was other sightings uh, possibly in that area. There's two other sightings. Uh, okay, I. I wrote this article because uh I write for Supernatural magazine and the best possible stuff we can write about are the true stuff, the stuff that we know is true. And this happened to me. So I know this is true, okay? So I decided to come out with my experience on what I what happened, my Bigfoot sighting. And uh um I just had a very fart. shit. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you're, yeah, you're, you wrote for uh, Supernatural I wrote about
2: okay, stories, yeah. right. I'm trying to think of why I wrote that. Okay, so I wrote this story. I remember now where I'm going with this. Okay. There we go. So I wrote this story, and because I wrote this story, other stuff came out, and there were two other reports that came out. One person was uh, um, I want to say Charles Dions. Boyfriend, who had also had uh, an experience in the same part of the state on County C, between Starks and Rylander. Um, the other person had, uh, I think, had commented left a comment right on the the site, also stating that they had an experience. Now, there's potato fields out there, abandoned potato fields, and. I could see that being a source of food. I don't know, um, but there's strange going on out there. I mean, they call the area of the Ginty Triangle. We're doing a, we're writing a book this year, and we are, uh, we are going to highlight that area of Starks because there are so many unusual stories that come out of that that area. What we call the Ginty Lake Triangle area. Um, pretty much everything. It's The paranormal, the uh, haunted stuff, there's demonic stuff, there's these crypto reports. Uh, so, the, you know, all within this, this, you know, few mile, you know, area. And it's just really interesting.
1: So it's something we're going to document.
2: So keep in mind. mind
1: go, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm curious about, I'm, uh, back to your encounter. When, Um, From what distance was your sighting? How close were you to the subject?
2: When we came up on it, if you take your arm out, and this is the best way I can do it to explain to everybody, stick stick your arm out and and make like like an inch sign with your your thumb and your finger. That's how big it was when it started crossing the highway. Okay? It was like, not even an inch. I mean, it, it was...
1: I don't know. So is it, this, it was at a bit of a distance. You
2: no, know, it was. It was. It was. It was yeah. like probably the the first quadrant of my index finger if I stick it out. Okay. So it comes uh-huh. up on the road and it starts to cross, and we're going 70 miles an hour. I mean, he was cruising along, you know. And right when I nudged him and said, hey, look, it's Bigfoot, at that point he started to slow down because there's someone crossing the road you don't want to hit him, you know. Right. If anything else, you know. And besides, it's just uh, the whole experience of it is just bizarre. You know, so another like, interesting thing, another another interesting thing you you, you mentioned uh, about bear, you know, about it not being a bear uh, that I found interesting is is that the fact that this past week and I did do an interview with a, a subject, a, a person that had a sighting, and we, you know, as as beginning the show we were talking about bear. You know when a bear walks upright, and they do occasionally, they do walk upright, not so much sure, uphill do. as as the gentleman uh, that I I interviewed just, just you know described, but um, they do walk upright, and it's kind of like you know if you if you put your your uh, fist down to your side on both you know your arms down to your side, put it yourself you know get a fist, then roll that fist towards your you know inside of your body towards your, you know, your, your size bears, their their shoulders, you know, I mean, they they come into each other. So it's, it's not this wide um, stance. It's very, it's actually, they look like an old man walking. It's, it's a funny thing to see. And so one of the things I look for, you know, for an eyewitness encounter when they see a supposed Sasquatch will describe, you know, how it was walking, you know, its, its body. You know, they describe, you know, a barrel-chested, you know, huge entity and whatnot. Uh, you know, my ears perk up and I listen a little more and then describe the walk. Um, what you saw, you know, we claim this to have seen is is nothing like that, right? And also, yeah. you know, can you describe, you did say stride. Uh, I'm sure you've That's seen the I'm Patty like film, Patterson-Gilbert film. How was, how was the stride? How did it walk? Okay, yeah, first of all, um, we don't have grizzly bears up here we have black bears and this wasn't black. Okay. I just want to point that out. This was Brown. This was a a light Brown color. Um, second of all, yes, it was striding. Like I know what you're talking about. Uh, I have a like page, uh, paracryptozoology and on it, uh, if you scroll down quite a ways, there's a video of what you're talking about, a bear walking upright. Um, they hurt their arms or, or whatever, and they can do that. And dogs can do this too. I mean, and I think that some of the accounts that we do hear about, we, this is probably exactly what's going on, okay? And, um, man, I, you know, I, I, I got to say, like, it would have made it a lot easier had it been a bear or had we seen well. something even when we spent the car, you know? And, you know, it's just weird. But, yeah, it was striding. It, like, if you took uh, five-gallon buckets and filled them up with ice and you started striding, walking, And you swing them buckets as you're walking. That's what I'm talking about. When I said it's arms were swinging from side to side. Yeah. It was the legs were taking long strides. Okay. And it went, it came up on a shoulder, crossed the highway, went down the other shoulder into like a dip. And then it comes back up. Okay. And the footage I see of walking bear is always on a flat surface. I don't know how they traverse stuff when they're injured or what they do. Uh, maybe they can walk up, stuff like that. I just, I do know that, that the videos I have seen, you know, uh, I'm not a cryptozoologist, but I'm in cryptozoology, you know, well enough to, uh, I, I go out of my way to research this stuff. And the stuff yeah. I've seen from a bear is not the stride I saw. Like, someone yeah. was walking, walking. This was a bipedal <laughs> movement, totally all the way, with two arms. You know, I, I don't know. Well, I got, the thing I is, bears, bears don't, they don't have a stride when they're on two legs. Like I said, they look like old men, and it, they're not going to cross a, a road in uh, <laughs> three steps and when I old five man, step. yeah. When I said a tall, hunched over old man, I called it an old man because it was hunched over like the back, like the, you know, mm-hmm. the problem with it was the shoulders, the strength of the shoulders, and then the head would have been more implanted into the shoulders, less of a neck than right. we have. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened. Yeah. Again, that was my hunter that I was hunched over and it was big. That's, that's the first. And then, when, then like I said, I, and it must have been a, a hunched over old man swinging two five-gallon buckets, which, of course, would right. have been ridiculous in 104 degrees or 100. Okay, I, I, you know what? I haven't taken the year and looked at the almanac. So if you guys do that, great. Let me know what you find. Um, I don't know exactly what year it was. I can call my buddy and find out. No one's yeah. ever asked no, maybe. me a specific date on that. I've never had anyone, like, accuse me of, of faking the story or anything. Oh, oh. Well, 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 first, Kevin, Kevin let me get so at I you can... there. I'm not uh, – real quick, Kevin, I'm not accusing anything. I that was a pure, pure question, and uh, I, I wasn't there to see what you saw, so I'm not uh, questioning it whatsoever. No, no, I just want to that there because it's like, what year was it again, and how hot was it, and does it get that hot up there? It was hot. It was hot. Yeah, so – I, I remember 100, Rylander 104, so whatever day that was, they do get them. Yeah. No, I know. I, I oh, yeah. I'm not a Wisconsin boy, and I, 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 that's why I was curious cause, because it's not often. Awesome. I, I mean, we can go year year or two without it. So two, even three, right. four up to four years probably without a hundred degree day. Yeah. No, I yeah. I've noticed here in the Pacific Northwest. Here, I'm up here in Oregon, Washington area. Uh, I noticed here in the Pacific Northwest personally on, on those hot, hotter um, years or hotter months especially when there's an extremity there an abnormally uh, hot year or month that they, um, some of the sightings, uh, it does kind of peak a little bit, you know, and, and I kind of makes sense that uh spots are out there looking for water. I, I don't know if there's a pattern there, but it does seem to peak a little bit more, uh, you know, over some of the other just regular usual weather days and weather years. So, that's why I was asking that question because I, I think it's an interesting question. It, you know, that's why I was. Like, Does Wisconsin get that hot usually? And you're like, no. Well, that makes sense to me. So, I and mean, that's why it was. That's why it stuck out in my mind as being such a sincere thing. Um, it had it been a 70 degree day, I can't sit here and tell you. I can't tell you that it wasn't a hoax. You see what I'm saying? I just felt like I right. this degree heat, whatever it was, just performed a miraculous feat in front of us because they had some big brown suit on. It was 100 plus out for sure, for, oh, my God, it was hot. And it's, it's crawling up, it's crawling, it's striding, it's walking across the highway in less steps than it would take the average person. to going back on, mm-hmm. and then it's disappearing all within a few moments. Pretty impressive, I don't know. So anyways, yeah. that, that to me is like, you know what? Other people report them. I was surprised when, uh, Dave Tingle, that's who it is, when, when Dave told me his account, because I think he had read my story, and then he, uh, we were talking back and forth. He said, "You know, I my experience. He said, happened in the same area as your did. You know, and I know, uh, uh, you know um, that to me, I was like, holy wow! Now this is significant. And then hearing that someone else had all, also reported a Bigfoot sighting out in the Stark's area by the abandoned potato fields, and the side of Starks we were on, which is before you get in Stark's, Islander, is." Uh, where some of these abandoned potato fields are, and I just think that I don't know if that's the source of it, but you know, it's uh, you're in the northwoods, but yet you're there's wide there's a couple spots that are kind of wide open because they used to be fields at one time. They're not totally grown over yet, so it makes sense that people may actually see these uh, bigfoot there. Um, it's just a
1: thought, you know. Well, that's interesting because right. that uh, you know they got to be spend a lot of their they're awaking hours, um, looking for food, sources of food. So yeah. if there's easy pickings, that's that makes sense.
2: Think, plus, and the but they probably eat. You know, I, I think they're. They, I would assume they eat both. You know, right. even bears eat both. Humans eat both. Gorillas right. eat both.
1: big site.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm you said, it.
1: No, it's it and and if the weather is uh, that hot. And you're a a large um animal covered in hair that you're gonna need to uh be fairly close to a water source most of the time when it's that hot, particularly. Well I just felt
2: it was so hot that it probably needed water. I mean exactly. I can't imagine see and, and I I tell you guys, I uh I don't know where you guys stand on this and, and I uh being that I'm a paranormal historian and I do investigate other fields inverse in and other fields. Um, I question if there's a, a, a paranormal element or supernatural element to some of these. Now, suggesting that Bigfoot needs water and heat like that kind of goes against the idea that it can morph or portal into somewhere, some other dimension or something where it may be safe. Uh, I think if, any, if there's any paranormal stuff going on, it's more likely... Uh, I don't, it's a tough call. It's, it's, it's a tough mm-hmm. call. There are some really bizarre reports out there, and like even with my report, everything is normal except for where did it go when we came out on it. But then again, a skeptic could say, you know what, it could have went on all fours, freaked
1: out, right? Didn't yeah. Get that, up in the wrong. That loop, yeah, you
2: know that but to was, me did
1: cool. yeah that to me did not seem that unusual because I've come I've seen deer cross the road and then I looked down where they went and I I have there's no you know there's no uh, sign of them. So I think if an animal wants to to disappear. Um, from humans. It's not that hard for them to do. When you stopped the car, I have another question. When you guys stopped the car, did you get out and look around no. or, or, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't did sound not. like you were really, <laughs> really excited about the the prospect of, of having a face to face encounter with what you saw.
2: Well, had it, had it happened today, mm-hmm. I would have got on mark because, you know, at the time I wasn't a paranormal investigator, you know, I, uh, I, I believe that stuff like that could be possible. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I was brought up with an open mind, but I, uh, you know, today, of course, geez, I think I, I would, have. but I, then again, today I carried pepper spray with me. So, <laughs> but at the time, yeah, we not we weren't prepared for anything like that. And I think we both realized that, uh, we weren't dealing with just some human that it was some kind of something more that could have really messed us up. And, no, let's just get out of here. Uh, we don't even know if this thing's going to come back and pull us out of the car for, for crying out loud. You know, right. just go. We didn't have that specific. Um, you know, we both looked in on there. He looked over at me. He said, you want to go in after? I said, are you kidding? It will kill us. He said, how big it was?
0: Right.
2: Any other Any other description? I mean, obviously, you saw this from a distance. It was, it was big. It was cross and road fast. Uh, it didn't fit in to anything you knew of at the time apparently, obviously. And I mean I mean was there a uniform color to this thing? I mean that's got a question's gonna jump out at me. Uh, I'm sure if you're viewing this thing, your mind's um your mind's trying to you know, figure out uh, what this is. was there I mean was exactly. it exactly one color when, when, when my first when my eyes first came on it, the very first thing I noticed was a silhouette. And then that's probably why I just that's probably why my brain brain said, well Kevin, this must be a tall, hunched-over old man swinging two five-gallon buckets. What else could it be? But then, as your eyes focus and you look and you're paying attention, that's when I looked at the color and I could see it was all brown, like paneling, like a, a, the color of an average door, a wooden door. You know what I'm right. saying? Like like Chewbacca, Chewbacca color. That's mm-hmm. that was the color of it, and that's how it was all the way until it was gone. There was no shirt. Was there was no shirt. There was no shirt. Was different than the pants. There was no it was just all the same color. And it was, like I said, it was bright daylight. It was sunny out. It was warm. It was hot. It was, we could, you could see, you know, it wasn't like a, a nighttime sighting. It was a daytime sighting, and, and we both saw what we saw. And, uh, um, you know, I, it, it's been a long time since I asked my buddy what color it was, but I, I think he would say the yeah. same thing. I did yeah. tell him when I wrote that article that he moved on to Oregon uh, or Utah, and I wrote on and I said, hey, man, do you, is it okay if I write about our article or our story? I won't, you know, put your name in it because I don't want you to be, you know. All of a sudden, the, the, the link goes viral or something, and, you know, the like guy's getting made up on that way at work. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got to care about stuff like that. You really do. Um, we're talking about people's lives, too, you know. Um, but, anyways, yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah no problem. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. So I, you know, wrote the article uh, almost a couple of years ago now. And uh, I sent him a copy of it. Otherwise, I see him on Facebook once in a while, and that's about it. He doesn't investigate or anything; it's just an average, you know, just average Joe, <clears throat> just like anyone else. <clears throat> the uh, path were you guys traveling? Do you think? I mean, you know, that, I know it's back well, in like it the 90s. He drove fast. Well, no, he drove fast. On I mean, County C is is mostly straight, but it's it's County Road. It's it's a uh, northern Wisconsin County Road. And it's got bends and turns and. Uh, my memory yeah. was specifically that when we came around the corner, and I remember he was cruising, and I think every time I ever got in a car with my buddy, I would always say, like, dude, you drive too fast, you know, or I remember times <laughs> being with him when I die. Just, you know, stupid young, you know, Yeah. you're in high school or young 20s or whatever driving around. You, you know how it is. But uh, that day he was driving. He was just, you know, driving back to Rylander, going faster than he should have been. You know, he's not going to do 55. Mike would never do that. Um, and uh, So he was probably running about 70 miles an hour. And it wasn't the kind of corner that you had to slow up. If you drive from Starks to Ry- 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 Rylander, there's no corner that you have to slow up to, to give you an idea. So it was a bend in the road. It's more accurate than a corner. But it was a bend in the road. Mm-hmm. And as we came around the bend, as, as the car started straightening out, and, and as the, the, the peripheral, well not peripheral, the the uh, horizon or, or, or the able to see right in front of you, I should say at that point gotcha. when the, the trees were from the corner and stuff, and you can see that's when it was coming up on the shoulder and, and just started to cross the road. Yeah. It sounds like you guys were kind of hauling butt in this thing, you know, we were quickly went, went across the road and then like I said, disappeared, uh, disappeared. Can you describe the, uh, the area a little bit. Can you paint a picture in our head, trying to you know, I'm trying to figure out in my head what this area looks like. You're coming around you know these corners, you're driving fast. This thing across the road. Is this area like other are mountains, is it flat? Uh, you know, what's the how tall is the grass? Is there are there trees? What's going on? Well, let's see, it was uh you have the highway itself, County Highway. I'm sure they're all the same in most states They're not as wide as the uh state highway. Uh, the The shoulder is uh, almost non-existent in spots. I mean, there's some shoulder. Uh, back then, it was... The highway's actually been repaved since then, uh, so it's a little... The, the shoulders are a little better and stuff. Um, but it you have... When I say shoulder, I mean like a maintained gravel kind of... uh felt like you see on the state highway, again. So we're just talking about just a regular county highway uh trees on both sides forest on both sides with right along where the the road is you get some of the smaller undergrowth that that happens you know um raspberry Mm -hmm. bushes to brushes to whatever you know when you walk in for nothing that goes away because then the canopy takes over and blocks out the sunlight But because of the highway, there's sunlight that comes in and the understuff grows. And that's what I was saying. Like, when we stopped the car out, someone would have to maneuver through all that shit. Or, I'm sorry, all that stuff, you know? Right. So so whoever, whatever it was, I just, I'd expect to see trees and brushes moving around and, and, you know, like, oh, there it is. You know, dumb spots across the highway, right? Uh, If you're a person, anyways. But uh, I guess not if you're a Bigfoot who needs water. And, and you know it's cool because I mean this thing, uh, you know, if it, if, it, if indeed <laughs> was an old man <laughs> carrying five gallon buckets, you know, across the across the highway, yeah. uh, you guys would have came up on him quickly and 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 and, and well, there he is. Uh, that was weird, but just well, well, not that, I think man. we're we're good people. We're good Samaritans. We were like, <laughs> you know, hey sir, do you need help? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's high out. Like, oh my lord, you know. I actually I think the odds of it being an old hunter an old man is, is more unlikely because the old man wouldn't have spread spread eagle and you would have seen his bucket sitting there.
0: Maybe that maybe was
2: it funny. was Chuck Norris though. If there's Chuck Norris <laughs> out there, it might have
0: happened. It was
2: Chuck jeez. Uh, geez, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, no, it's incredible because I mean I don't you know this one. I know a lot of states. I know that terrain really well. Wisconsin, I don't. And that's why I always ask, uh, you know, when when someone has an encounter in Wisconsin, because I know uh, Dogman and some of these other things are reported out there, I got to ask, you know, the, about the train, the water sources, what exactly somebody saw. You know, and, and your description actually is pretty cool because I don't know how many reports I've heard from people where the, the five-gallon bucket thing comes into play. And it's just it's a, something I need a person to look into a little deeper. Uh, Because, you know, a five-gallon bucket, yeah, it's a good measurement, right? And a lot of people describe that when they see Sasquatch. I just assume it's its forearms, and it's got massive forearms, you know? uh, That was, I mean, what else could the five-gallon buckets be? Right. You know, you see these big, large things swinging from side to side that go almost all the way to the ground. Um, And, you know, obviously it turns out it's not five-gallon buckets, it's its arms. Like I said... You know, uh, for the, the, the first split second, I thought it was an unstrover old man. But by the time we crossed the highway and went back down, I didn't think there was an old man anymore. And then when we came up, I expected to see an old man again and say, oh, okay, uh, for a minute there, I was thinking I saw a Bigfoot or something. But that didn't happen. There was n- nothing. No man made nothing. I mean, there was no reason for anybody to be crossing there with five-gallon buckets in the first place. Well, that's interesting. So let alone, alone an old man. Let alone
1: this, heat, two of them.
2: Like, sir, get a wheelbarrow. You know. <laughs> um,
1: but the perspective—this yeah. whole this whole encounter lasted a matter of seconds. I mean, you're driving along and you see it, and it crosses the road, and that's it. I mean, so that's yeah. You know, and yeah. you're, it's interesting because the process uh, that you describe describes a lot of eyewitnesses. Pro- what they go through is first, uh, we as humans try to try to what we see into something we know and then it's like you know what else could it be what is well it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't an old man carrying buckets down you know into into the for, from the forest into the back into the forest but what the hell was it so interesting interesting report yeah i it-
2: there's few very I could count on one hand the times in my life. And I do and I paranoid with investigate too, so I put myself in situations where activity is more prominent. No matter what field you am talking about. And I can still only count the times on my hand that I've had experiences I cannot explain. And I've tried to explain with logic, you know? And uh you know, Arkham's razor, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh yeah, right. you know. Um and, and 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 this is one of them a few that I, I just cannot. And I had someone next to me, and same thing. Just like, I don't believe we saw that. I just don't believe we saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you you guys, you, guys saw what you saw. I mean, but, I mean, overall, I mean, you didn't have a bad experience. You just saw something cross the road. So, I mean, it's really, I mean, are you an avid? Do you camp? Does your buddy camp at all? I mean, it's not changing you guys, you know, mentally or anything to uh, keep you out of the you know, woods, correct? No, no, we're, we're not woodsmen, per se, you know? But we did grow mm-hmm. up in the North Woods, you know? Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, there was plenty of time, run, you know, running around in the woods and stuff. Uh, we could survive in the woods better than the average person on the planet, I would think, just because of that reason, you know? We you know the hunting fish yeah. and stuff. But as far as woodmen, like, uh, could I do a less... Stroud, spend a week somewhere. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where you're eating all kinds of weirdness. I, I I don't know, I'd like maybe God would pull me through something like that. But, uh, <laughs> right. You know. Um, but no, uh yeah, I don't know Mike to be a woodsman either. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, like he grew up in the Northwoods, he's in Utah now and, and uh you know I last well, so I, I heard he was living in Lake City, so Well, you know yeah. what, you bring up you bring up some, so, my mind is wheeling now because you are a paranormal investigator, and you had this possible Sasquatch sighting, and but you're you know you you, you know fishing and hunting everything else you, as your past history. I got to ask you, and it's not a question I like to ask because I'm not in in. Uh, my mind is somewhere else uh, as far as Sasquatches. It, uh, it it for me personally, it's a physical. Terrestrial entity. Uh, there's nothing paranormal about it. But, you know, w- what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, I mean, really, what are your thoughts on what Sasquatch may be? I'm, I'm curious. I think that there are, okay, I think that there are too many people out there looking for them right now. There are too many drones. There are too many trap cameras. There's too many investigators. This wasn't like this even 20 years ago. Okay, we didn't have all this technology and stuff, and 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 I just know that there's a lot of time and man energy going into this, and we're not getting even a photo better than the Patterson Ginnone film. Mm-hmm. So I question that, mm-hmm. that. I initially questioned. Plus, you got the bizarre, bizarre reports, and I can go into. I I think it's a little of everything actually, <laughs> but um, do I think there's some kind of supernatural element? I think. Uh. You know, um, I think a hundred years ago we would have called uh, um, thermal cam- thermal imaging paranormal. If we could have explained how it you know, how
0: heat <laughs> yeah. works,
2: you know, thing. And snakes have pits; they can see thermal. Right? It's not supernatural to us, but maybe to somebody, you know, 500 years ago, that would to explain the concept it would have seemed supernatural. Maybe these these creatures can go invisible for short periods of time, or maybe they are going somewhere else. Uh, I mean, who's to say? I do believe in spirits. I believe we are a spiritual being having a human experience. I believe are a human being having a, a spiritual experience. I do, as a ufologist, I believe it in other races, other species, whether they are interdimensional, extraterrestrial, terrestrial. They could be from the middle of the earth or under the ocean. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. a little of all of it going on. I mean, they're, they're, the universe is such a diverse place uh, that as far as Bigfoot, we should, I mean, there's, like I said, uh, for a, let's put it this way. For a long time, I was on your side of the fence. And then for a while, I was on the fence. And now I have just recently hopped off the fence onto the paranormal side. Uh, maybe for no other reason than I want to look into that a little more, because I, I don't think that's been explored enough. We have things like SLS cameras and, and different things that I, that this year we're going to be trying out in the field in the woods. Uh, in fact, we're planning a, a, a expedition this year. Um, with uh, it's actually it's, it's going to be a really unique experience. Uh, we'll come out with everything afterwards, of course. But there are three authors uh, who have written about cryptozoology uh, mm-hmm. who are going to be with us, and uh, along with. Uh, a couple of members of the NWPS um, and we're going to just try some different things, some things that haven't been tried um, or, or just approach it. Maybe I think we're going to approach it all different ways. We're going to try the, the crypto stuff, but we're going to try some, like I said, set up a SLS camera or, or we we'll take the ultraviolet out there or, or let's, you know, um, we have an uh, amazing medium on our team uh, who' has truly got abilities and can sense out stuff? see what they look up I mean, I know it's I know it mm-hmm. may sound especially to to the guys on the zoological side of things. It sounds hocus pocus, but the world is really a bizarre place, and we're looking at new stuff all the time and there's gotta be a reason why that that species is evading us so well I mean yeah. Well, no. Let me continue real quick because it's truly fascinating to me, uh, and, I, and 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 I'm this is a really actually a cool conversation for me uh, talking with you, and uh, because for me personally, you know, I I am on the zoological as you call it, uh, perspective, but you know, you know, I'm I, I'm not going to go out and tag anybody for their beliefs or ideas, but you kind of laid out a process for your your own personal. Um, uh, you know, you were on um, here, and then you're on the fence, and then you're off the fence, and and I, you know, that that's that's uh, I found that to be, you know, an uh, happening, an occurrence for a lot of people, where they start out here, and then they move here, and then they move there. Um, you sound very open-minded. I mean, you know, you just sound like a very curious guy, which is cool. That's uh, awesome. Uh, I I'm very curious I'm myself. I am very much on the do a logical end. I mean, as far as I believe that we're just dealing with a creature that is rare. Uh, that uh, that um, it is, you know, it's just rare. It's terrestrial. Uh, it, it's it's a it's very smart. But I do lean towards like the primate aspect of uh, its behavior. When I and that's one of the things that when I say in my beliefs, I look at the behavior of this thing, and to me, that screams, you know, something. Um, undiscovered, yet uh, terrestrial uh, that we can discover it. It's not side of the realm. uh, I don't put it into the paranormal realm. But, uh, you know, you're um, kind of where you started out and and transgressed. That's interesting to me. I mean, talk about that a little bit because it's a, a, you know, you got a lot. And I have friends that uh, that believe that, you know, that way when it comes to Sasquatch. Me personally, no. Uh, I think it can be discovered. It can be proven. I think it's just it's a tall order. But hey, uh, I, I I got an open ear, and uh, you, you you sound like an interesting guy. Well, <laughs> I uh, I don't know exactly where to start with that. Uh, there's two <laughs> different places I can it. Yeah. Well, um, sorry. Yeah, because I, I I will um, zigzag back and forth trying to. Uh, you know, trying to come up with different ideas and reasons and, and theories as to what's going on and why I, I have really looked at this. Uh, I'm a skeptical believer. That's, that's what I am. Like I, I, I'm generally skeptical, but I do understand that, um, truth is strange. And, uh, and I've also had a few experiences that are just, and I, and the thing is, as a, as a historian, I've interviewed, especially, uh, especially these last 10 years, I've interviewed so many people um, who have had unusual experiences and you realize that everybody's got at least at one time in their life where something's happened that they just can't explain. Now, uh, as far as Bigfoot, okay, let's, let's put it, Bigfoot to me is the most, I won't even say that, uh, Bigfoot is interesting, it really is. Now, to me some of the cryptids are are much more parazoological than uh zoological. Like for instance, the Mothman. When you talk about red glowing eyes, black figure, flying around, seen before mayhem, you know, I gotta think demonic. I gotta I gotta be honest, you know. And to me that's like again you're kinda crossing that realm of paranormal. You know. Now what are we talking about angel? I mean, are we talking some alien species that was left behind that the government is after. Are we? I mean, what are we talking about here? It's, it's something abnormal. Bigfoot to me is more. It's got more of a chance of being a zoological, just plainly zoological. Nothing what we would call unknown or unexplained about it. Just that it's that good at hiding. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. cause that's what it comes down to, right? It's either that good at hiding that we can't find it when it's sleeping. You know, we can't. Uh, you know we we can't get a photograph even the sneakiest ways we know you know that's that's tough the other end of it is i I also find uh, see and I wonder oh another thing is okay you have uh, I personally I'm a conspiracy analyst as well and and I do look into conspiracies um, and I look into government cover-ups best I can anyways not that I have super special secret access to
0: <laughs>
2: you know anything but uh, I do right. well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there you can research that people won't even realize is out there I guess mm. I, know, I, I know that uh, would government cover up something like this sure they would I can see that especially if there's something supernatural going on even if there if there weren't there'd be no reason for it uh, I find the, the missing 411 stuff interesting I think with that it's a little of everything again I think some people are getting lost. I mean, there, there I be, agree. Maybe, maybe there is a one or two dozen abductions going on. Could be. Kids talk about it? You know, a wolf carried me off. What are you supposed to say about that? You know. Um, but then again, you know, uh, there could be the killer in the woods as well. There, it could be the irresponsible parents just not watching their child. I mean, there could be so many different things, and it's probably a little bit of all of it. You know. Here's but, the here's but, the thing. I mean, what, what what I what I real real quick. What I find yeah. fascinating about uh, I have seen a Sasquatch, as I believe to be. I've seen a Sasquatch. What I find fascinating is the fact that you have something that acts like an animal, looks like an animal. Um, uh, For, you know, almost every report I take in, okay, uh, in regards to Sasquatch or Bigfoot, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, it acts like an animal, it looks like an animal, um... And when I say animal, I mean, it. it you know, what I mean is it's, it's, it's doing what I would expect something to do in the woods. You know, uh, right. if, if this thing was paranormal, uh, I'd throw rocks, uh, beat trees, grunt, uh, <laughs> kill deer. But, no, it, it lives in the woods. It doesn't make any sense to me that it would be paranormal. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's you know, why I, there, I find the, the portal. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, right. That's go why ahead. I find um, the photo theory a little harder. Like, to me, okay, if, it, if it's going in between dimensions, why is it eating food? You see what I'm saying? Why is it going after the bait? That doesn't make sense right. to me, to my logic, you know? Um, could it be going invisible? That, make, that can make more sense. We know things can change vibration. We know we only see 10% of the total spectrum. If it can, if it can change its vibration, that our eyes can't pick it up, maybe. Maybe it can. I mean, who's to say I, I, we don't. I I know the Bible says that if we could see the spirit world, it would drive us mad because it's so busy. Now, uh, so mm-hmm. I, now is that the spirit world? Anything invisible? Well, to me, it sure is. Kind of, kind of. I I mean, it's certainly paranormal, supernatural, weirdness, right? I mean, so, yeah. Uh, you know, on but the other it, hand, someone could say, you know what? We can scientifically explain invisibility. And they probably can. And to me, it's just again, we're back to the what do we call supernatural now, and what are we going to call supernatural 100 years from now? You know what? No, because, yeah, that, that was a great point. That was a great point with the, the thermal imagery. You know, uh, you know, it's it, it reminds me, uh, you know, uh, when 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 the gorillas, the great, you know, this great ape was, uh, you know, discussed, you know, in the early 1900s. I mean, discovered. You know, in relative terms, not too long ago, and but you know, a lot of people thought it was uh no, there's not this this you know, gorillas, not nah, they nah, don't exist, and discovered, you know, and pricing, um, you know, our terminology has changed over time, but I mean, pricing uh, far out there, unbelievable, and then here's this thing, you know, here it's even more unbelievable being here in in North America. Uh, in in this day and age, that we can't discover, uh, you know, Sasquatch, you know, a possible primate, uh, all the theories out there, gigantic, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's just not that amazing. I mean, it's uh, if you look at numbers, I just think uh, it's just not that amazing. It's what I would expect from something that's of a higher intelligence. And I don't try to – I was just having this discussion the other day Kevin with uh sneak Adele who's who's a, a, an anthropologist I and mean, she's an intelligent woman i said you know here's this thing here in north america it doesn't bl- blow my mind that we haven't discovered it because you know if it's rare we and and who's to say it, it is a primate just because it walks like a duck and talks like a duck why do we put things in the box all the time the fossil record you know, fossils in general. It is so incomplete, so unbelievably incomplete that discoveries are made all the time and people's minds are blown and, that, and uh, I was just we were just talking at the Universe, uh to a guy yeah. who uh who uh has done work on giants and he's hmm. uh uh esoteric historian and uh when I say work on that, I mean work on, on trying to find out what's going on with the, the cover-up of giants and the whole giant uh, mystery, you know, because uh, people, I mean, he said there's over a thousand newspaper reports in America of people finding giant skeletons, okay, mm-hmm. but you the Smithsonian, and the Smithsonian has uh, reportedly collected them, but they lose them. And there's no, and we're not given the full fossil record. And one of the questions was from the audience, do you think that giants are, Bigfoot or that there's some correlation. And it's interesting because my personal belief, okay, I believe in macro evolution, but I don't believe in microevolution. So gotcha. um, why would, why and, and the question is, well, why would they even cover up giants? What's the big deal? I mean, it's mentioned within the first two pages of the Bible, right? The most biggest selling book ever of all time. It affects more people than anything. Why? What's it's a big deal. Well, maybe... The, the, the big deal is that what they're saying is that these giants have uh, if, if, if regular uh, people outside the government get their hands and can study these giant skeletons. They find out that they're not all human, that there's, it's like there are human elements, or I should say uh, terrestrial elements, but there may be uh, unterrestrial elements about these skeletons that, that would totally shatter the, uh, the fossil record so to speak, or yeah. um, not so much shatter the fossil record, but just adds many more questions to what we have. In other words, it opens up a whole box, a, a whole Pandora's box, you know, right? Yeah. Um, if giants aren't humans that were just bigger back then when everything was bigger, what's going on, you know? And, were they, and are Bigfoots involved? I mean, are some of these giant skeletons? Maybe they are Bigfoot skeletons. We don't know because the government comes, comes in and they cover it up and they take it away. And this happened so many times. So many reports on this, like you said. Um, you know, well, what's uh, funny to me, too, uh, I'll let you continue on, because it's, it's an interesting topic, the giant thing. It's an interesting topic. Uh, and, you mentioned you mentioned the articles, but real quick, you know, I was talking to a witness, like I mentioned earlier in the show, and he said, where are the bones? And I said, well, uh, you know, quite honestly, how many people go out to the woods and probably come across bones? And it's, probably, it's rare. It is rare. I have come across bones, but it's rare. Uh, and if you do come across bones, usually it's not a full skeleton, uh, you know. But anyways, you know, the, who who's an expert on and who really cares? I mean, a lot of people come out there and they find bones, uh, and they go, eh, you know, it would have to be really appealing to them to either call it a human. Um, they would have to find a skull, first of all, to really <laughs> jump in on board. You know, there are certain people that will come across bone, and go, oh, is it human? And they will pull it and, and, and show, you know, somebody. Most of the time you come across bones, people walk right over them. Um, and I, I think really, honestly, not many people come across Bigfoot bones if they ever have. I'm, I'm I'm sure it's probably happened before, and it's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a bone, uh, whatever. Most people, uh, I, I don't think Sasquatch, yeah. uh, you know, just dies on on a public trail. I think they probably go, you know, whatever. But, you know, I mean, it's... A, it's an interesting point, know. Uh, you know, the giant stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, continue on. The giant stuff's interesting. I mean, there is, there is a lot of... I don't want, I'm not saying Bigfoots are giants. I'm not saying Bigfoots are giants. i I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no, just throwing it it, it, it it is interesting yeah. stuff, and and who knows? I don't know all the answers. But I do know that, you're right, um, like, well, there's articles, and, and we don't have bones. Well, that's because they're covering up the bones, not letting us have access to it. They have hangers full of this stuff, you know? They're called classified files and, and boxes and documents, and, and uh, there's so much stuff that we're not allowed to see or notice. Um, well, let me, let me, let let you me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this real quick, Kevin, and, and I'm, I'm not in necessarily disagreement with you. I'm just going to throw this at you. It would have no, to ahead. be, uh, you know, when it comes to the Giants, and like you said, you're not saying Giants are big for the blah, blah, blah. I, and then I get that. Um, but there wouldn't have to be such a, a conspiracy because – um, if, if I'll be honest with you If I came across a Bigfoot body out in the woods Or or, or bones uh, that I thought Were possibly Sasquatch I'm not going to uh, I'm going to be very careful about it I just am uh, And not that I believe in conspiracy I'm just going to be very careful about it I'm going to be careful who I approach Who I show it to But I'm going to make it a uh, fast process It would have to be such a conspiracy You know with the giant thing You know that you know if it's tossed in with Bigfoot or not uh, that uh you know you're talking about North America, Canada and other places. I mean um you know everywhere. You bring some you bring up some fascinating stuff and and it's a topic a lot of people talk about. It's, it's something comes comes across my table all the time. But I mean, where this I mean, when you say when you say we don't have skeletons of Bigfoot, I got two things. One is that if they're intelligent, they're probably burying their dead. And the other is that if they're if the government's ones go out and cover up skeletons that are thousands of years old, okay, why wouldn't they come out and cover up something that's recent that would be just as anomalous or weird or unnormal you know and they I think they know mm-hmm. something about the they probably do know what Bigfoot is, you know, and I think that whatever it is, they don't want everyone else to know all the details on it, so it's better just keep the holding covered up and I know people say well. It would also affect the forestry industries if they if they came out with that stuff. And you're right, it would, because then you know people would be like, "Hey, these are endangered species or whatever," and then of course the forestry stops, the logging stops, everything comes to a screaming halt. It would affect jobs, it would affect the economy, it would affect, you know, yeah, th- there's all that too. Um, and, and there's a lot of reasons. Yes and no. government. To yeah, yeah. No, I mean there there, there is definitely uh, some truth there, and some stuff that is very speculative, and obviously uh, cooler could, could not happen. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I work with a group called the Olympic Project. At Gunner Monson is also part of Olympic Project, and uh, we are currently working with the, the you know BLM and and a couple of timber companies on on a possible Bigfoot related uh, bedding nesting area, and so we have that collaboration. We have that. Uh, no, no, I'm not just ringing with, with if they put the same. No, no, that's good, that and I'm glad that's good news. That's good news, I think, that you got larger – because to me, Big Kung Llamo is the same – it kind of falls in the same boat. I mean,
0: yeah,
2: any I – mean, not that they're – I don't know how big the companies are talking about, but I'll say that the bigger the company, the more likely uh, – they have uh, government contracts, or government ties, or government interests, or mm-hmm. um, or just uh, secret society affiliations, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you know, no,
0: it's a fascinating, uh, then, then a fascinating
2: topic. On. Right, it is. It's a it fascinating really is. topic, and and uh, you know, y- y- your your thoughts and I mean, trust me, uh, I'm talking to you now. I've talked to many people that that uh, have the same insight or or thoughts as you, and so it's a uh, been actually kind of a fun and, and, and insightful and, and conversation tonight and I enjoyed it you know not are not i'll be honest with you not our usual show we're very much uh um monster rights radio is really not a paranormal show, even though sas watches i do to be paranormal for some but very fascinating conversation with that kevin and uh um you know what, what's uh what's new uh what's down your road what's in your future you know, one of the things I find fascinating is that even though you had this, this possible uh, Sasquatch sighting with your friend, uh, you, know, um, you, you know, for me personally, you know, I had a, an encounter. I was kind of a researcher beforehand, and I had a sighting pull me into the subject. Uh, but for you, you know, you've kind of you're, – you're a little bit more across the board. I mean, you've you got a lot broader sight uh, in investigation of stuff. What's what's uh what's 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 the future hold for you and what you're going to be doing? Well, I guess yeah. Uh, I look at it as the unknown and unexplained. Like I said, we cover eight different categories, uh, and um, <clears throat> anything involved with them eight categories, of course, uh, we're involved with. As far as coming up. Uh, we always have cases we're working on at the Northern Wisconsin Paranormal Society. Here at the Northwest Paranormal Resource Center, um, I know we're going to be in Ferrar at the Ferrar Haunted School in July. I'll be giving a lecture on pareidolia, Um something else that I know you guys know well that oh, you guys have to deal no, with fantastic. more of Yeah, you yeah. know, again, like uh, we see pareidolia all the time, and, and I know it's rampant in the Bigfoot too. You know, um, rampant. So I'll be doing the <laughs> on that. Uh, Otherwise, then we're going to be at the Ghost Con. I know in October, that's something we got uh, scheduled out. Um, otherwise, just uh, we'll continue with our radio show every Friday night on Inception Radio Network. It's that's the Reversal cool. Universe, and that also covers eight categories. Uh, and if you're wondering about them categories, that's ghosts and haunted places. Uh, cryptozoology, aliens and UFOs, metaphysics, theology, conspiracies, forbidden archaeology, and urban legends. And uh, so we cover them, and we'll continue writing articles for Supernatural Magazine. And uh, I know I'm going to forget. Oh yeah, if if anyone does, I, I I know this is not. I know I know you guys are more uh, zoological than. That's fine. But there is a para cryptozoology like page uh, that myself and a couple other um, respectable uh, folks are adminning with. Um, you're welcome to check out on Facebook as well. And uh, let's see. And Lake Monstrosities, which is a group we have, Facebook group. It's the largest uh, Facebook group for aquatic mysteries, including lake monsters and aquatic cryptozoology. So uh check that out as well. Otherwise I think that, well, that's a little bit Yeah, no fantastic, yeah. Kevin. Uh it, it you know, it's been a real pleasure having me on the show, uh, you know, and I hope to have you back on the show down the road. Uh if if indeed you have any uh uh anybody reach out to you with encounters or reports, uh, your own insights and thoughts uh, and whatnot. It's okay. been like I said, it's been a real pleasure having me on the show. Uh, you've been you You've been very interesting, and I appreciate that. And i uh, I do, I b- do believe personally that you you saw uh, something, and maybe a possible Sasquatch up there in Wisconsin, along with your friend. Uh, so, you no, know, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, you're welcome.
2: And maybe sometime we can bring you on our show. Cause like I said, we do cover the paracryptozoology, but we also respect regular cryptozoology and the zoology you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's nice just to talk about that too, you know, because that's all part of it. I could be wrong, you know, you never can tell. And, and, and that's what I appreciate, Kevin, is that the fact that, uh, you, you, it's not your way or the highway. Uh, so I appreciate that. And I, I would love to join you guys sometime, or I'm sure Gunnar would love to join you as well. And so, uh, yeah, just, uh, give us, uh, give us, a uh, uh, you know, uh, Contact us and, and uh, whatnot, and we'll love to join you. But uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, hopefully soon. Thank you, and thank you. All right. Well, uh, from all of us here at Monstrox Radio, everybody in chat, for those of you across the world, uh, appreciate everybody joining us here on Monstrox Radio. We will be uh, again back here, uh, same bat time, same bat station. Uh, so, Everybody have a great Sunday evening, and we will uh, talk to you later.
1: Thank you all.
0: There's something outside. What is that? Wow. <sighs>